Well, first off, um, you must be pretty relieved at getting back into action. I mean, you've been out for a while. Tell us, tell us, sort of what's kept you out and, and uh, how things have gone in the last year or so. Have, you know, not not having a fight. Yeah, you know, I mean, the plan was for me to fight on UFC Glasgow against Marcus Brimage. That was always the plan, pretty much after I beat Burchett. Um, three, three, four weeks before that, I damaged my meniscus, um, set me out, got causing problems. Um, he's brilliant to be back, you know, my, it's my life, it's what I do. I, I love being in the UFC, I, I love fighting, I, I, I do it for free, never mind how much they pay me, you know. I, I just can't wait to get back in there, I really can't. And given, given that you had all that time out of the cage, and it's something that, you know, MMA fighters don't get paid a huge amount of money unless unless you're Conor McGregor. You know, you you know, you're not you're not running around with uh, with with sort of pound notes falling out of your pocket. So so what happens for for, for someone like you who's who, who's facing a long layoff due to injury? How do you make ends meet during during those times? Yeah, I, I was lucky that I was coming off a fifty thousand dollar bonus, and I spent a lot of the time preparing for. The Brimage fight in Thailand, where obviously things are a lot cheaper. Um, but you know, it's been hard. I've just had a, a, new, a little lad, um, and obviously, you know, I, I've got a fight and I, I've got to provide. But it's, you know, I think things haven't haven't been haven't been too bad. I'm not I'm not one who goes and spends his money stupidly. Anyway, I live a very simple life. I, I wake up, I train, I eat, I train. So it's, it's, if anything, it's not affecting me financially as much as it has being able to get in the cage and just fight because that's all I live for. Yeah, and you, you know, you mentioned you mentioned you, you sort of got a, got a young family there. I mean, how has, has that changed your outlook in terms of in terms of how you go about things as a fighter? A little bit, you know. I, I always thought like having a son and having a family. What um, would make me weaker is a fighter almost, but but it hasn't. It's you know I've always I've always wanted to win. I've always wanted to do my best. It's a little bit different when you have a family. It makes you stronger. You, you know you need to. It's not a a question of I, I want to or I really want to. It's a question of I don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. I spoke to Norman Park about it leading up to London. And uh, he said it gave him extra motivation going into a fight because he wasn't he wasn't just fighting for himself anymore. Would that be the no. same sort of thing for you? Yeah, the exact same thing. It's 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 a, it's a strange feeling, a very very strange feeling. You know, I, I always looked at fighters who had, who had sons and who had families as as weaker, and they didn't get in what they, they needed to do. Now, if anything, it, it's the opposite. It's pushed me more. My my court, my court has had to literally lock me out of the gym to this this fight because of that motivation, because I'm dying to fight. And it, not just that, I, I want him to see my legacy. I want him to see what, what, what I'm capable of and what I can do when, when we look back on it. Sure. And um, obviously, you know, you're, you're, you're back in sort of uh, training camp now. You've got Alejandro Perez um, in Zagreb. What do you know about him? Have you seen much tape on him? Yeah, I've watched everything. To be honest, mate, I could probably even tell you what underpants he's wearing. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, like, it's something I do. I, I study my opponents inside and out. You know, he's, he's the, the highest-ranked Mexican bantamweight. He's an ultimate fighter winner, and I, I'm happy about that. You know, the better the guy they can give me, the, the better for me, because I, I genuinely believe I am the best bantamweight there is. And I've trained at a lot of big gyms, and there's, there's nobody who's trained with me who, 
So in terms of in terms of what he brings in, in into the cage, what what have you got? What have you got to be most wary of, if you like? What's 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 his main danger? Um, do you know, I, I think it, it's surprising to me. You know, when I thought, when I found out I was fighting in Mexico, and I thought that's good. He's going to stand there. He's going to fight. Alejandro's best game plan is he runs a lot. But do you know that's that's a good good game plan I feel for me because if I was fighting, me I'd run. <laughs> And uh, he's been he's been submitted three times before in his career, um, and I know that you pride yourself on, on on your submission game. Is that is that where you feel you're you're most likely to get him, sort of getting him to the floor and and and, and submitting him once you're down there? Yeah, you know, I, I, I believe I'm the best ground fighter in the world, and I, I'm not just saying that. I, I genuinely believe that. I mean, Phuket top team was the best team in Asia, and. I worked under a lava brother, you know, who was one Abu Dhabi and stuff like that. And they'll always be the first to say I'm, I'm the best ground guy they've ever seen. Um, and I'm I'm confident on my ground game. Um, but with, with me with me damaging my meniscus and me spending a lot of time in Thailand, I, I've worked so hard on my stand-up. So, you know, I'm, wherever it goes, I, I'll be happy. But I believe when it comes to being on the floor, I can't be touched. And uh, I know you've got, I think three of the last four were were heel hook submission victories, and that looks like that's a bit of a go-to technique for you. You see people going for heel hooks in fights, but not that many people seem to get them get them done. You know, it always seems to be something, and then leads to something else as people look to scramble and change position. What is it about your heel hooks that that, that are so so effective? You know, I've, I've been lucky enough that Phuket top team brought Dean Lister out for me to work with. Um, I was lucky enough to turn with Pahari's his training partners who, who have helped me on things. Um, I've been out and worked with Minari. You know, I, I've worked with the, the best leg lock guys there are and it's something that I believe that when I see people go for leg locks in the UFC, they go for them and they look at them as a move but they don't really understand them and that's why they don't finish them. Yeah. Yeah, and now, Looking, looking back into your, into your sort of early career and your past, and sort of you know before you became a, a professional mixed martial artist, I know you were you were trying to become a professional footballer, and uh, you said you know you didn't quite you didn't quite make it. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Who who was it you were t- sort of training with at the time? Did, you know, were you were you on on uh, were you on the books of a professional club at any point? Yeah, Rochdale. Uh, I played in the reserves for Rochdale. Okay. Um, but you know, for me, they, they told me I wasn't quite good enough. And but when I started fighting, people told me that I was I wasn't good enough, and I wouldn't do what I dreamt of. Um, but the beauty of fighting is it's, it's the most honest sport in the world. No one can take your dreams off you apart from yourself. And that's the difference between football. It's an opinion. With fighting, opinions don't matter. It's all you on the day, and that's why I love it so much. Does does the fact that you you know, you gave you gave football a go, and you know that was that was what you wanted to do, and then you were given that knockback. Is has that given you sort of almost extra motivation to prove that you know you you know you can be a success as a professional sportsman? Do you know, from the first first from my first ever fight, I was so happy. I, I've, I've, I've scored. I've, I've I've played in some big like SA Youth Cup games and things like that, and scored and and got man of the match and, and, and things like that and 
I had my first amateur fighting for the 200 people, and I've never felt like that in my life. And I was just so happy that things didn't work out. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. It isn't always it isn't always the first the first you know the first road that you take is is, is you know isn't always the right one, is it? So uh, no, yeah. I mean, uh, as soon as I got in the cage and I thought I I, I knew this is what I was I was destined to do, and I said that right from my, my first fight, I said I'm going to be UFC champion. And obviously, we've got this fight coming up in in, in Zagreb in I think it's just over two weeks' time now. Um, yeah. So what's what's the what's the timeline for you? What what do you do between now and then? I'm guessing you're gradually tapering off the training, and you're looking at things like weight cut and stuff like that now. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm pretty much at my weight with the way that I'm going to cut my weight at now. Uh, I was originally meant to go fight on the Conor McGregor card in Vegas, um, and they couldn't find me an opponent in time. Um, so I'm, I'm good to go. If anything, I'm, I'm too good to go. I'm dying to fight. My coach is he's constantly stopping me doing extra round sparring and and, and and things like that. It's, he's trying to taper me off, and I, I'm, I'm just dying to get in there. Mate. It's it's been like 14 months. Just the final final one for those for those people that haven't seen you uh, fight too often before. What can they expect from you when you when you step in there on? On, on fight night in, in Zagreb? Yeah, the, the average time it takes me to win a fight is just under a minute, so I wouldn't suggest blinking too much. Um, one thing I can always promise is I come out and I come to fight. There ain't going to be no decision. There ain't going to be anything like that. And I ain't going to bore people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at him and it's going to be a fight. 